Should the San Jose Sharks trade for Carter Hart, or is it a disaster waiting to happen? All that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay area my name is jd young i'm a contributor at san jose hockey now and i want to thank you for making locked on sharks your first listen proudly a part of the locked on network where we cover your team every day if you want to be an everyday or all you gotta do is just follow along or subscribe wherever you get podcasts and check out the show tomorrow and today we're gonna to be talking about carter hart so there is you know speculation rumbling in the hockey twitter verse because um the Flyers are starting their rebuild, officially starting the rebuild. Uh, and Carter Hart is a potential big piece that they're dangling out there. And there was some speculation on uh, with Elliot Freeman on his podcast uh, about if the Sharks would be one of the teams that could be sniffing around with Carter Hart and why it would make sense and why I honestly don't think it makes sense at this moment for the Sharks to try to trade for Carter Hart um, and kind of the rabbit hole that that would go down. So um, let's start with looking at who Carter Hart is. And I think there's a lot of misinformation or a lot of people think Carter Hart isn't what he actually is. So um, Carter Hart, of course, is a second round pick uh, way, way back in the 2016 uh, draft. He will be 25 at the start of next season um, and has already played over 200 NHL games. So you kind of have a sample size of what he he is as a player. But um, looking at him, so he's 25. He has one year left on his $3.979 million contract. Last year, he played a career high in games. He played 55 games, had a 907 save percentage. 294 goals against, uh, 155 goals allowed. Expected goals against was 165.3. Goals saved above expected, 10.3. So despite the chaos that was in front of him, as we know this Flyers team wasn't very good, um, Carter Hart still had a pretty solid season. High danger save percentage of 749. Pulling up his fancy stats from Evolving Hockey. You know, the team in front of him wasn't that great, and he kind of bailed them out i think a lot more on the penalty kill nah, he was okay-ish compared to, especially comparable to what the team was but pretty close to, to kind of what the team put in front of him but you know looking at at i think the big thing with, with carter hart is looking at what he is and what he what people think he is so a lot of people thought he was going to be kind of the, the savior of the flyers right especially you pick a goalie in the second round um he looks great you know, as a rookie kind of coming in. And then it's been very, very kind of up and down, you know, that, that first, so as a 20 year old, he played 31 games, had a 917 save percentage, 283 goals against average, you know, before the bubble or before COVID shut things down, he had a 914, 242. And then that bubble season, he really kind of collapsed with the 877 save percentage, 367. And then he's kind of been more of just kind of a, 
average-ish goalie, I think, for the past couple of seasons was a 905-316 and 907-294 save percentage. So, um, you know, and I think that's that's the, the question is what type of goalie is Carter Hart? And I, I think he's an above-average goalie. I think you could squarely put him in the, the 10 to 15 range if you were kind of ranking the goalies, right? And from what the Sharks have had in the past several seasons um having a goalie who's a 10 to 15 goalie would be a huge step compared to the bottom of the barrel that the sharks goaltending has been you know basically since martin jones turned it into a pumpkin right um but again there with everything there, there's a, a cost to it so but you know kind of digging back into why i think he's still a good goalie like his, his goal saved above expected last season, right? 10.3, um, which is 15th in the NHL. Um, so you got guys around him like Darcy Kemper, um, Tim Montebuelo, Jake Ottinger, Jonas Corposalo. Like there, there's plenty of, of, of guys kind of in that same range. But you look at him compared to the rest of the Flyers, right? So Carter Hart played 55 games last year. Goal saved above expected was 10.3. Um, Samuel Arison, he played 13, or he, sorry, he played 12 games last year, gave up 33 goals. His goal saved above expected was 1.7. And Felix Sandstrom, who played 20 games, he gave us a very nice 69 goals. His goal saved above expected was minus 11.8. And that was last season. You know, you go back to the, the season before, and Hart had a kind of a down season. Like Felix Sandstrom had a, a very nice small sample size of 5.2. But Carter Hart played five, 45 games, had 6.6 goal, minus 6.6 goal save above expected. And Martin Jones had a minus 9.4 in the 21-22 season. You know, going back to the terrible bubble season where everybody played bad, Carter Hart and Brian Elliott both had minus uh Goal state of expected floating towards close to 20. Um, you know, and then the kind of the season before that, he was 6.9 um, goal saved above expected. And then, you know, kind of right around zero in his rookie season. So despite some of the the other number, you know, the save percentage of the goal, like Carter had a heart had a really good season last year for, for the Flyers. Like, and again, we know that team in front of them. Um wasn't very good they were that's why they're picking seventh in the the lottery this year um and the sharks are kind of in the same spot of so you know he can at least produce despite everything going on in front of him type of situation and you look at how other goalies in the same system did poorly and carter hart was still you know pretty good last year compared comparably to the rest of the nhl goalies and you know, was excellent compared to everybody else on his team. So um, I, I think that's the big thing is you have to realize Carter Hart is a above average goalie. He's just maybe not the savior that he once was thought of, you know, as a potential maybe top five goalie um, when he kind of first made his debut in, in the NHL. And again, for where the Sharks are at right now, um, having a above average goaltending would make a huge role of the difference, right? It would kind of, uh, it would help at your defense, help out your forwards, help out everybody, right? It's, it's kind of what we talked to. We used to have a running joke with, with Martin Jones, where um, when Martin Jones was 
you know, kind of his last season on the way out where he was so bad. He made everybody else in the team bad. He's like that one guy at work where who just doesn't do their job and everyone else has to pull the slack and it kind of puts a lot of stress on everyone else. Right. Having a guy like Carter Hart back there who can single-handedly, you know, keep you afloat and keep you in games um, would be, would be a monumental difference for the sharks. And it would kind of make, I think you would be able to get a full kind of look at, at your prospects and at your players. If you actually had above average goaltending, you could actually get, are they actually good or are they bad? And we could stop with the, like, you know, Eric Carlson was a minus 20. Well, yeah. When you have guys who are the worst goalies in the league, um, you're going to, and you play a, thousand minutes a night of course your plus minus is going to be bad when you're on one of the four worst teams in the nhl and arguably the worst one of the worst teams in the nhl um who just lost a bajillion uh overtime games so i think that's 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 the foundation right is carter hart is an above average goalie in the nhl and would be a vast vast improvement for the sharks based on anything they have currently on the roster or in the system right now carter hart would be their best goaltender um arguably in a long, long time, like, right. You could probably the best goaltender since like a Nabokov or whoever you want to pick. Right. I would say probably the best goaltender since Nabokov. Um, fast improvement from what we've seen. So what would it cost the sharks? And what about a contract? Cause you're going to have to pay Carter Hart at some point. So before we look at a potential trade, um, all that fun stuff, do need to take a quick break. Uh, talk to you guys about our friends over at athletic greens. And I know how hard it is to get proper nutrition. Um, you're busy. You're stuck at your desk all the time. You're eating whatever you can just to get through the day. Right. We all have that drawer of just some snacks or, you know, um, or at least I have the drawer of snacks, especially when you're kind of, you're feeling it after lunch. But what if you can start your day with the ultimate daily nutritional insurance with a single scoop of AG1 in a glass of water? You can do that and absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, aptogens to help start your day right. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up with a complicated supplement routine just to recover. It cost him over 100 bucks a day, which just isn't sustainable. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own, all for around just three bucks a day. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So right now the, the asking price apparently is two first rounders from the Philadelphia Flyers. Godspeed if somebody's going to give you two first rounders. Um, you know, maybe if you're a team who feels that you are a goaltender away, right? And there's plenty of teams in the the NHL that you could point to. Um, you know, the Ottawa Senators, right? They are a goaltender away, really. Like they have all the pieces up front. Their defense is, you know, they they've have some exciting pieces on defense. Um, but the goaltending kind of sunk that team, right? Um, you know, you look at a team like like the Buffalo Sabres, right? Um, you have a guy like Devin Levi who's going to be the goaltender of the future, but 
they don't really have a guy for right now. Carter Hart makes a ton of sense for a team like that. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of, of, of those. The Carolina Hurricanes in a win-now mode. I know they have kind of patched together goalies the past couple of years, but a guy like Carter Hart in front of that team with that defense would be outstanding type of situation. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of these teams that have – kind of just a goaltender away type of situations. Um, and for them, trading potentially two back end of the first round picks could make sense, right? Um, you know, and look at like the Sharks traded a, a first round pick back into the first round pick for Martin Jones. Martin Jones took the Sharks to, you know, a Stanley Cup type of situation. Granted, he turned into a pumpkin as soon as they paid him. Um, I don't think Carter Hart is going to have that problem of turning into a pumpkin. But that, that is the asking price. And I don't think, I mean, for the Sharks, I don't think a, a trade where you're giving up two potential first-round picks makes sense for them. And we'll get into that here in a little bit. But if the Sharks wanted to kind of throw about some trades, I think a realist, a couple realistic ones would be pick number 26, which they got from the Devils this year in the Team of Meyer trade. Um, and then maybe, maybe just offer them both the Devils picks, right? You're like... Here's pick 26, um, and then we'll give you either the Devils pick if it turns into a first rounder, or we'll give you our second round pick, whichever is the better of the two from the 2024, right? So you could either have two late first rounders or a late first rounder, and a, most likely a beginning of the second rounder. You could you could do that. Um, maybe you look at a potential pick and a pro like a B level prospect. What if you're like here is pick number 26 um and then a guy like tristan robbins right who's probably about a year away from making the nhl uh right we'll probably see tristan robbins playing nhl games at the end of next season and then um the 24 25 season is probably kind of go time for robbins in the nhl here's a guy like that right you guys are starting to rebuild starting to try some ads pieces robbins is you know a former second round pick boom what if it's something like that you know and it could be, you know, a Robbins, if you wanted, if a Bordolo, like one of those kind of B plus A minus level prospects type of situation, right? The Flyers aren't going to just give away Carter Hart for free. You have to pay something to get him. Um, you know, that that is, so what, it, those would be kind of, I think, a, a solid asking price or solid payment for, for the Sharks if they wanted to trade for Carter Hart services. Um, I'm not giving up pick number four. Uh, so Flyers fans, let's, let's just stop there. Um, I don't think anybody's giving up a top 10 pick for Carter Hart. Um, cause like, right. None of the top 10 teams are kind of a, a goaltender away type of situation. The, the Sabres giving up 13, like that's a tough offer to beat, but I think it would make a ton of sense for the Sabres, right? They're a goaltender away. They have a young, fun, fascinating team. We've just missed the playoffs last year. You get Carter Hart in there, and then that team is a dark horse to potentially win the cup type of situation. So especially if they swing and miss for a guy like Helen Buck, but you know, I think Carter Hart is a suitable backup plan for them. Uh, again, going from mad goaltending to above average goaltending would do a world and we've seen Carter Hart play outstanding at times too as well. So um but then the other thing too is right after you trade for him, you're gonna have to give him a new contract at some point. Because right, you're not gonna give up 
those assets and not just keep Carter Hart. So he has one year left at a little under $4 million. And looking around the league at, at kind of other goaltenders, you, I think you're going to have to kind of schedule you know, at least budget a six by six. So, you know, looking at some of the other goaltenders um, around the league who kind of are in that, that spot, right. Um, Jacob Markstrom, you could argue, you know, some, you know, a little bit older, right. Uh, Jordan Bennington also on a six by six. Um, granted he has a cup, but kind of, uh, you know, and, but Carter Hart is, you know, going to be four years younger than, than Bennington is right now type of situation. Uh, Shesterkin is at like a 5.6, and I think Shesterkin's better. Um, but, I mean, that's just kind of the name of the game. So, um, you know, Philip Grubauer, who I think Carter Hart's better than Philip Grubauer, is on a 6 by 5.9 type of situation. Um, you know, Matt Murray in, in is on a going to be on another team here soon, but he signed a four by 6.25 with the Sens, which was a bad contract at the time. Like, I think that is kind of be kind of the range that you're going to have to pay him six years by $6 million is, is and that's a long time for goalie. I am, especially with how goalies we have, we have personally seen, right? Martin Jones turned into a pumpkin uh, in front of our very own eyes. And yes, I know the team deteriorated quickly, but Martin Jones was arguably the worst goalie in the NHL. Um, it was so bad. They were playing, you know, Milnichuk and a bunch of other dudes because they didn't want to start Martin Jones anymore uh, type of, of situation. So a six by six for goalie um, on a team and grant, I mean, the Sharks are going to have the cap space here. They're budgeted to, you know, have about 40 million in cap space next off season uh, with not a lot of big contracts coming up. Right. I think, you know, you're looking at, at the Sharks next year. They're probably going to have, you're going to, Bordelow is going to be in our, like all that 2020 draft class that are all going to be kind of RFA. So they're at least they're going to be, you know, you're, you're cost controlled. Right. Um, but, you know, going forward in the next off season, um, you know, Barabanov will be a free agent. He's, you know, he'll be 29 at the time or 30 at the time. Like you could probably you know, resign him to a, a reasonable type of deal. Um, you'll have Jacob Peterson, depending on what type of deal he gets this year. Uh, Shimmick will be off the book. Like um, you'll have to pay Henry Thrun will be a, you know, a, a, an RFA at that point. Um, and you're going to, you know, like the sharks are going to have some flexibility. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say is they're, they're going to have some flexibility. They're going to need to fill some holes because they have um, basically four forwards on the roster, not including whoever's on the Barracuda right now type of situation, but you're going to have some, some flexibility, uh, but you are going to have some holes to fill type of situation. So this shark seems going to look a lot different, but um, I don't know. I, I just, six years is a long time in the NHL and we've seen the sharks, uh, with these type of contracts, you know, the Vlasic contract um, turned out terribly. The Martin Jones contracts turned out terribly. Um, the Couture contracts hanging in there right now. Um, you know, we'll we'll see with the Hurdle contract, but um, a lot of these contracts are, and I think with goaltenders, that's a big worry. So before we get into why I just don't think this totally makes sense for the Sharks, um, let's take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors and 
You guys know for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. And just add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check. That way you know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop on eBay Motors, um, you'll have all the confidence in the world. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game with no time. So after all, it's easy to bring home a win with the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So trading for Carter Hart is honestly a terrible idea for the Sharks. Um... He is a above average goalie. I get that. Would he's still young, right? He'll be 25. Even if you give him a six-year con, you know, so goes through one year, basically for the next seven years type of deal. If you have him for the next seven years, he'll be 32 by the by the end of that contract. Um, which isn't the worst. It's kind of up there for goaltending. Um, you know, you're but it just doesn't make sense, right? Like the sharks are they are they're kind of they're rebuilding and we know they're rebuilding they're not in a burn it down to the ground Mike Gurd does not want to do that and i see a lot of value in a not burn it down to the ground type of scenario um but i would honestly i would if i was the sharks i would just kind of try to patch together goaltending right now while you keep taking swings on goalies uh, of the future so um the sharks don't need a goalie of the future playing nhl games right now for them um one, they're it's probably going to help them win more games that they really shouldn't be trying to do right now. Um, they should be aiming for another top five pick in next year's draft. Two, it's just it's a bad it's bad asset management, right? You just traded Timo Meyer away, kind of signaling, yes, we are a rebuilding team. Why are you four months later trading for an above average goalie when you had a borderline elite goal score? Um, right? Granted, Timo Meyer is going to cost more, and you got uh, you got a, a fair amount of stuff back for Timo Meyer. You know, Muka Madulin, two uh, draft picks, um, you know, a bunch of other of other things, but. It feels like it's a setback, right? Of, I mean, would you rather Timo Meyer? Would you rather have Muka Madula and Carter Hart? I think I'd rather have Timo Meyer type of situation. So, and again, like this team is not ready to compete. Maybe if this was like three years, two or three years from now, where it's like, hey, William Eklund is, you know, really kind of shown growth and kind of taken that jump. Um, Will Smith presumed fourth round fourth pick of the, the sharks this year's draft he's you know played in the nhl now you know gotten his feet wet in the nhl um you know he's ready kind of shown he's he's the real deal well you know we've seen robbins we've seen gushin we've seen these guys in the nhl and they're ready to kind of take that leap right and make that step to be going from a rebuilding fun frisky team to okay it's time to time to go with this team now that would make sense right you found your goalie of the, you know, you, you through the rebuild, you struggled, you couldn't find your goalie of the future, et cetera. You, you try, you took draft picks, 
Um, you know, you traded for guys, you took, you took swings on draft picks, you did everything you possibly could, and you just kind of find one. And that, that happens, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, you, you devote resources and it just doesn't work out to it. Let's just go trade for one who we know is going to fit. Perfectly makes sense, right? Look at the Sabres, look at the Sens, look at teams like that who have coming out of their rebuild and you know now they are ready to go from those fun frisky teams to being a competitor and adding a guy like carter hart makes total sense for those guys it does not make sense for the sharks and um i think it would do more hindrance honestly than it would help um because one you're gonna have to give up valuable assets to the flyers and again they're they don't have to trade Carter Hart. They can trade him if they get the right offer. I think they're kind of putting it out there that he is available and see if a team gets desperate enough, especially if they miss out on Hellebuck. Um, right? Hellebuck, I think, is the prize because you know Hellebuck is an elite goaltender. If you don't get Hellebuck, getting Carter Hart, not a bad consolation prize for you, and especially a guy who's much, much younger. Um, it probably still has his best hockey in front of him, to be honest. But again, for the Sharks, they're not going to be good for the next couple of seasons. Um, go out and and find veteran guys who maybe are trying to kind of bump up their their kind of status. Maybe they just want to, you know, a job type of situation. Um, just go out and find a warm body, to be honest, and keep trying to develop, draft and develop young guys and see how those goes, right? And see if maybe a guy like, E2 Makanemi or Magnus Krona, one of these guys maybe pops for you um, type of situation. Um, but until the Sharks are ready to compete, it just doesn't make sense for them to be big game hunting for a goaltender, especially with we know goaltenders, we've we, we just seen them, right? Unless you're an elite league guy, it's I think on a team like the Sharks, who's probably going to be bad defensively again, um, I think it's a lot to ask for them to overcome that type of, of, of situation. And um, I just think it's poor asset management for the Sharks right now um, to spend on a it's it's the Bugatti in, in the trailer park meme. Right. Um, <laughs> you're spending your money on this uh, very nice thing. And Carter Hart would be a very nice thing for the Sharks. Uh, but when your foundation's a mess and your living conditions are, are a mess, um, and you're kind of going through a rebuild or you're, you're trying to fix up your house, uh, spending money on the, the, the Bugatti car right now isn't the, the answer for the Sharks. So um, we shall see if they trade it. I, I can see the reason behind it, right? Carter Hart's going to probably still have his best hockey in front of him. Um, he's going to be 25 to start the season. Hasn't, you know, he's dealt with some minor injuries, but every goaltender has at some point. Um but you're, you know, you're, you're going to be getting him through his prime years here soon. Um, you're going to be paying for him for for his prime years. It's just, I think, his prime years would be a waste on the Sharks and would hurt their ability to successfully rebuild um, as they are should be in the business to try to lose as many games as possible. And I think Carter Hart's just going to win you a bunch of games, um, type of situation. So don't do it, Sharks. Don't trade for Carter Hart. Uh, just go draft a goalie. Uh, continually just every year, just keep drafting a goalie until you find one. So um, that's fine. 
Just keep doing it. So that's going to do it for me today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Have another draft profile. Uh, Sebastian High uh, from uh, Dauber Prospects joins. And we talk about Caden Price, a defenseman from the WHL. Um, so we profile him. And then we're going to have another profile coming up this week. David uh, Reinbecker, who I didn't think we needed to do a draft profile on. But going to do one just to be safe. Um, so that's coming up on thursday as well and i think we'll uh we'll probably talk uh some will smith here at this week too because it feels like that is uh the direction that the sharks are probably going to be going uh number four so uh if you want to make sure that you don't miss an episode uh come back be coming every day just follow along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on youtube as well the push to 1800 is on we're like 15 away uh so if you haven't subscribed please do so on youtube as well and you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fryhole. And until tomorrow, bye, friends.